Hello, you lovely lot, and thanks for joining me for episode 99. Yes, 99 of Near Perfect Pitch. Loads coming up this show in preparation for a rather special show for the centenary next week. But this week, in keeping with the usual formats, I will get into the new releases primarily and tell you what you can expect to hear in terms of new material. Kicking things off uh, uh, new material-wise, Shadow Party. I played you something off their debut long player last week. This is off uh, their new uh, remix EP, which is stunning. You're going to hear a a remix by the other two of Reverse the Curse. That's coming up later in the programme. A new material, more new material of uh, the Lost Friends LP by uh, by Middle Kids, a fantastic album. That is new material by Havens from Toronto. We've got uh, brand new material from Suede, as we do from the Catherines, Bent Denim, Lost Ships, Catherine the Queens, Film School, and uh, the interview today. My, 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 the sounds of the Baskervilles. Going to be talking to James Betts of the Baskervilles at the end of the programme. And I can tell you, this week the programme's brought to you by James Betts. The Baskervilles and the Chocolate Viscount. Next week is a show 100, and I'm hoping nearly got it in the can. I'm going to try and leak it out the can now. Didn't come out right, that did it really. Anyway, I'm hoping to talk to Lawrence of Felt Go Kart Mozart Denim and just general indie legend. I'm hoping to line that up for uh, our centenary. Right, lots of. Uh, goodies forthcoming in the vein of just regular music not new releases and of course all the special features are just that they're very special but they're in keeping with the regular format we have got our hat trick we've got essential wax this week which is television personalities we've got tinto time our weekly appeal cover me and the obligatory fall ah of course and then we have james uh, chatting from the basketballs at the end of the program we're going to kick things off this week with some pale saints <laughs>
Selfish Thoughts, the lead track to this year's Town and Country LP, their second full length, bentdenim.bandcamp.com. On 4AD Records, to kick off the programme, Thread of Light, Pale Saints from Leeds, off their second of three LPs, 1992's In Ribbons. Again, Thread of Light, uh, two songs in, episode uh, 99 of Near Perfect Pitch. Lots to look forward to, as I mentioned at the top of the programme, including an interview with James from the Baskervilles at the end of the programme. And um, what have we got coming up next? Oh, yes, an LP track by this lot.
Shadow Party off the brand new EP After Party released uh, just a few days ago. And that's uh, the other two remix of Reverse the Curse that appears on their self-titled debut release uh, that uh, came out on Mute Records earlier this year. Shadowparty.co.uk, mute.com slash artist slash shadowparty. I did go into a little bit of detail last week as to who uh, the band were and are. I'll go over it again just because I feel like it. You need to know. The nucleus of the group formed when Josh Hager and Tom Chapman met in Boston. Josh is a former drummer, uh, sorry, a member of the Rentals and currently plays guitar and keyboards uh, in Devo. Uh, Tom is the former bass player of Bad Lieutenant, who followed frontman Bernard Sumner into uh, New Order in 2011, when the band reunited for a series of uh, charity gigs. Completing the group are Phil Cunningham, uh, the founder of Marion, New Order's uh, guitarist since 2001, and drummer Jeff Friel, who plays for Devo. Newly signed uh, to Mute Shadow Park, his debut was recorded in Boston, LA and Manchester and of course Macclesfield it's an album that nods to those groups but uh, exists in its own right entirely an indie electro album with guitars and strings and guests including the incomparable vocals of uh, Denise Johnson uh, who's lent her vocals to all manner of music including uh, Primal Scream and uh, of course A Certain Ratio very lately uh, and uh, the phenomenal guitarist from Verve or The Verve and uh, that would be Nick McCabe, wouldn't it? Also crashing the party is LA-based DJ Whitney Fierce, who appears on backing vocals as well as uh, Joe Duddle, and the Manchester-based arranger who has lent his orchestral finesse to the likes of Elbow, Blossoms and New Order, all sort of mank uh, uh, Stockport greater Manchester bands for whom he created a score, a 12-piece synth orchestra for a run of Manchester international festival shows. So they are those are who we are dealing with when it comes to a shadow play. Again uh, the EP is uh, brand new After Party. It's their second release after their debut full length self-titled Affair was released earlier this year and uh, before that uh, Simple Minds an LP track of Sparkle in the Rain, their 6 LP from 84 on Virgin Records Book of Brilliant Things. It's time now for our weekly obligatory fall. Ah. Biggest times 
Havens with a track called Fall. That's their brand new single, their fourth release thus far. Music by Havens.bandcamp.com is where you want to go. And uh, speaking of Fall, we heard The Fall before that with our obligatory Fall art track. We heard Bill is Dead off Extricate, their 12th LP from uh, 1990. An absolute belter of a tune. And um, coming up next, it's a bit of this. into up time boys and girls and that entails me sharing a website with you usually one a week that i deem pertinent or, or useful for you and um, this week unbeknownst to me um, i discovered a label called glass modern glassmodern.bandcamp.com and i'll tell you what glass modern are all about um, they're a label that are described as follows glass modern is a new imprint of glass records primarily for new recordings, but also including a choice selection of reissues on CD, vinyl and download. And specifically, I'm going to be talking about the reissue of Rhode Island's Velvet Crushes in the Presence of Greatness, their WLP for creation from 1991. Hooray for all you lot out there who love it, it's now available on vinyl. Uh, so as I say, it's a, it's a reissue. It was originally released on creation and uh, recorded and mixed uh, on, uh, well, most of the tracks by, by Matthew Sweet, actually, and uh, Velvet Crush themselves. Let's hear something off the album itself. Let's hear the lead track and a single, actually, Window to the World. <laughs> Yeah. 
long afloat on shipless oceans. I did all my best to smile till your singing eyes and fingers drew me loving to your eyes and you sang Sail to me, sail to me, let me fold you. Here I am, here I am, waiting to hold you. Did I dream You dreamed about me Were you here When I was fox Now my foolish boy As the newborn child I'm as riddled at the tide Should I stand Amid the breakers Or should I
Not as prominent as the This Mortal Coil Liz Fraser version of the epic Tim Buckley song from his 1970 LP, Star Sailor, Song to the Siren, is what we're talking about here. Uh, that's as done by Denver's The Czars of their 2000 LP, their third LP, uh, called Before But Longer. And that's them um, having a go, as I've just said, of Tim Buckley's classic Song to the Siren that appears on his uh, Star Sailor LP from many, many, many moons ago. And that's this week's Cover Me. I've lulled you into slumber, I believe, and I'm going to remedy that in just a second after I tell you what we heard before that, which, of course, I did go into reasonable detail about. That was Velvet Crush from Rhode Island. And uh, In the Presence of Greatness is available again through glassmodern.bandcamp.com. You had your weekly heaping of digital fodder and ephemera with Tinto of Time, and that's what it was this week, glassmodern.bandcamp.com. New stuff and reissues, specifically this Velvet Crush record, which is rather, rather stellar. Next up, I'm going to get you out of that uh, lulled slumber with some something from Middlesbrough. So we're going from uh, Denver to Middlesbrough.
songs in to episode 99 of Near Perfect Pitch. Thanks for joining me as uh, I always thank you. You see, you've got busy lives. I just love the very fact that I can squeak uh, three hours of my music into your uh, very, very, very busy schedules. And that was Celebrated Working Man by Kingmaker, their debut uh, single from 1991, preceded by Raiders Rock the Nation featuring uh, Scraggy P. That's uh, Middlesbrough Space Raiders on Skint Records off their debut, Don't Be Daft. And uh, they had two records only, and uh, they did. They did produce a lot of good material. Their second LP came out a year afterwards, entitled Hotcakes, in case you are interested. Now it's the time uh, for a reprieve from my voice. It's time for this week's hat trick. And uh, in keeping with my usual fashion, absolutely zero theme for the three songs here. They're just three songs in a row that I reckon you should be hearing. If I say it, you might go Tell me something I don't know But too scared to be straight Even though it could save I want to be with you But only when I choose And I was standing there Hoping that you even cared You were holding on Hoping that I'd come along
said with such friendliness in any given song. Uh, that's the Catherines, brand new single by them. You know my love of the Catherines, don't you, if you listen often enough. Um, Heiko uh, crafted uh, the theme tune to the Magic Biscuit tin, of all things, so uh, he's forever near perfect pitch deity. TheCatherines.bandcamp.com Why are you always so sarcastic, you prick? Brand new track, that is. Go and snag it from the aforementioned URL. Before that, from Brighton, that's Breaks off their WLP, Give Blood, their fourth single on Rough Trade Records, All Night Disco Party. And before that, from Sydney, Australia, off their brilliant debut long player called Lost Friends, that's Middle Kids with Tell Me Something, middlekids.bandcamp.com. And that is uh, the completely uh, haphazard hat trick this week. No rhyme or reason to it, just a, a bunch of boss tunes. Next, we're going to Wales. Well, I don't know what to do, cause I'm still in love with you. Tell me I think you'll be alright if I could stay tonight.
Commonwealth tunes in a row. That was this week's weekly peel from the 21st of July, 1998. That's a Gorky Psychotic Monkey uh, with uh, Freckles. Uh, again, a peel session, of course. That's how it qualifies to be a weekly peel track. The original version of this song appears on their sixth LP, Spanish Dance Troupe, that came out a year later in 1999. And before that, from Newport, uh, also from Wales, their fifth single from 96 on Indolent Records. That's uh, 60 Foot Dolls with Stay and uh, 60 Foot Dolls. Uh, met via Donna Matthews of Elastica. She was going out with one of them, and uh, she was the conduit uh, for the meeting. Just thought I'd throw that out there for you, a little tidbit of semi-useless information. Let's hear something off the new Suede LP.
the same blank feeling I wonder where you are tonight Sometimes in your situation Only one, one.
you'll be excused for thinking that was uh, a little bit of Teenage Fan Club. That's the Hormones uh, from, from Ireland, from their only LP to date. And the only LP we're ever likely to see, actually, where old ghosts meet on V2 Records. And that's a single entitled Don't Let Them Get You Down. That's a quite marvellous tune. And before that, they're back with their eighth studio LP, The Blue Hour, Beyond the Outskirts. That's Suede. And they just continue to chuck out amazing records, don't they? It's been a long, long time since uh, the first record, and they've been consistently consistent, haven't they? And that uh, is quite a testament in this day and age, isn't it, really? Consistency? Now, there's something that uh, is inconsistent in every facet of our life. Now, what's up next? From Portsmouth, something by a new outfit called Lost Ships. Here's a tune called Best Laid Plans. So I went out for a long walk Down a half-lit road in the twilight And the knee-deep snow in a short while I believed I was close To the answer I was looking for an fiver that was found on the back of the sofa was the key to it all.
brink.
Well, that's the first of two songs that we're going to be hearing by television personalities. And uh, that is off our essential wax this week, which is they could have been bigger than the Beatles from 1982. I'll get more into detail momentarily. But before I do, let you know that before we heard Three Wishes by television personalities, we heard from Portsmouth, from Pompey, we heard Lost Ships. Uh, go to lostships.bandcamp.com. That was Best Laid Plans we heard off their only release to date. It's rather, rather good. We're listening to it a lot uh, this week, actually, and I highly recommend you lot getting your hands on it. Um, right, let's go back to this week's Essential Wax, which I've already let the cat out of the bag in telling you that it's they could have been bigger than the Beatles. Uh, from 1982 by television personalities. The song that we heard was a single pulled off the uh, the LP from 82, uh, entitled Three Wishes. The brainchild, the genius behind the band is Dan Tracy, who unfortunately passed in 2016, but left a legacy of 12 LPs behind. This particular one is the third of 12. Let's see one more song off the record, shall we? Here's an album track, The Boy in the Paisley Shirt. <laughs> And she's so in love, and she 
Haven from Cornwall with their fourth single uh, from 2002's debut record Between the Senses. They only had uh, two records and uh, that was on uh, Virgin Records, Say Something, the name of that single. So we've had Havens from Toronto and we've had uh, Haven from Cornwall. And we've had uh, a little mini fall segue as well. What on earth is happening with this word association? Before that, Bright to Death by LA's Film School, the title track to their new and debut LP, filmschoolmusic.bandcamp.com. Get this record, it is rather, rather good. And before that, The Boy in the Paisley Shirt, the second of two songs of our Essential Wax this week, which is They Could Have Been Bigger Than The Beatles, uh, from 1982. And um, incidentally, as I did mention, that, uh, that uh, Dan did pass uh, about uh, two plus years ago. Um, in uh, 2018, earlier this year, Fire released uh, a long-lost uh, LP, Beautiful Despair, as uh, the band's official 12th album. It was recorded in 1990 on a four-track, 
uh, between uh, 89's Privilege and uh, 92's Close to God, uh, but wasn't released for some reason, but it has been since, just in case you care. Anything by television personalities is certainly worthy of a listen uh, and uh, oftentimes worth snagging uh, in a permanent capacity. Wonderful stuff. Next up, we're going to hear something brand new off uh, the latest and second LP by Christine and the Queens. Here's a track called The Walker. Say now, I chose to talk. 
Let me get this straight. Let her call. The phone goes. It's a job, right? Yeah. And they want me.
Uncle and South of 2001 soundtrack to uh, the incomparable Sexy Beast. And uh, it's actually the incomparable soundtrack as well. Again, uh, Uncle and South, Logan's run of the Sexy Beast soundtrack. If you've not seen the film, Ben Kingsley's finest work. Absolute genius it is. And um, Ray Winston ain't too shabby either. And actually, the, the whole cast is, is fantastical. Um, anyway, uh, that was that. Before we heard... Christine and the Queens uh, off the, the brand new and second LP released uh, just a handful of days ago actually 21st of uh, September released in both French and English on uh, Because Music Christine and the Queens is uh, really Eloise Letissier, uh, known professionally as Christine the Queens. She's a French uh, singer-songwriter and producer. She's born in uh, Nantes, and uh, she's studied theatre, solo, musical performances, and her work combines music, uh, performance, art, video, drawings, and photography. Very, very artsy-fartsy is uh, Eloise Letissier. Anyway, that's off her second LP, and a song called The Walker. Right, next, before we get into our interview with James and the Baskervilles, let's hear a nice extended remix of Curve. Fetacompli.
songs that you're going to be treated to by the Baskervilles over the course of the next little while. Before I get more into the Baskervilles, let me tell you what we heard before. We heard that wonderful tune by them, which was entitled uh, Blood in the Mouth, incidentally, and we heard Curve with the extended, extended, extended mix of uh, their fourth single, Fait Accompli. It's, uh, it's from 1991 and also appears on their, their debut uh, LP, Doppelganger. Genius they were when they were together, Tony Halliday and Dean Garcia. They've both done things post-curve, and uh, Dean is uh, Dean's doing some wonderful work. He's been on the programme uh, last year, actually, uh, talking about Space Echo, one of his uh, three or four projects he's got on the go, actually. Tony's not doing an awful lot, but... Uh, there's always a scant chance that they might get together and uh, and uh, perform and record as Curve again. I'm, I'm hoping that that will be the case. Anyway, we live in hope, don't we? Um, now, let's go to the Baskervilles. From Ipswich, I'm going to be talking to James Betts, uh, and he's going to be telling us all about the Baskervilles in about uh, three or four minutes. Play one more song before I get into the interview with him. What we just heard was uh, the latest single, Blood In My Mouth. Uh, go to soundcloud.com slash the Baskervilles, and there you can listen to all their wares thus far. And uh, when you do listen to the interview, you'll, you'll understand uh, what is forthcoming in terms of new material from these lads. And uh, the new single, I will play for you as soon as I can. I can't play it until uh, October the 5th, because uh, it's just a no-no otherwise. It's a publishing thing, isn't it, really? Let's hear a single from the beginning of this year, Kalashnikov. <laughs> Do it now Cause I'm thinking 
Kalashnikov, that's the Baskervilles, second of three songs you're going to hear, but now it's time for me to have a chat with James, James Betts. After the chat with James, I'll be back to play one more song by the Baskervilles and say my goodbyes. Enjoy, I'll be back soon. Hello? Yes, hello, is this James? Yes, James here. Hello James, it's Dara calling from Near Perfect Pitch. How are you doing? Oh, hi, uh, yeah, well yourself? Not bad at all. What's going on? Uh, what's going on in Ipswich right now? Um, not a lot, to be honest with you. Um, my my girlfriend and I we just been at the pub, and um, yeah, we just decided that it's raining. You called from New York. <laughs> yeah, I always get asked that. I'm, I'm in Canada, but uh, I use a, I use a New York number, and uh, that, oh, right. that often that often confuses uh, the, the person on the other end. Um, <laughs> so 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 job done in that respect, I suppose. Um, yeah. So congratulations on on uh, on the new re- on the new release, which I'm not allowed to play, but I've certainly heard. You must be pretty happy with it. Yeah, we're absolutely thrilled with it. Uh, we did a video. Uh, Aaron actually shoots all that himself, and he uh, he shot and edited the whole thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're, we're really pleased with it. Can't wait to put it out to us. It's the it's the fifth of October, correct? Fifth of October. Yep, that's the date. It is ticking. It's imminent. So, um, yeah. what's what's the buzz like that you can? I know it's very very subjective, and me being over here is a different different vibe altogether. Um, I'm I'm mainly concerned about the music, but uh, what what's going on in terms of buzz buzz for your for your music? Because uh, my first, I think the first record that I heard from you was was Blood, I think. Um, and, oh, yeah, yeah, and and I played that. I played that on the program before, and it's it's, it's a brilliant track. And, and that that was my introduction to the band. Um, yeah, I mean, we started we started a little bit before that. We had a couple of uh, releases before that. Well, we had Kalashnikov before that. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Death of a Pop Song. To be honest with you, it's been great. It's been a real. Um, it's it's been a consistent sort of increase in, in buzz around it. Really, the first one. The first one did okay, it sort of got people's attention, and then from there, the numbers just seem to be uh, on, on YouTube, and even the gigs and things like that, they just seem to be creeping up each time. It's sort of landed on a formula, really, of uh, work hard on one song, uh, produce a really good video, Aaron and our bass player producers are really good videos. Yeah. Um, you know, we tend to go out on the road shortly after doing the video, uh, we'll be hitting the road later this year. Um, and yeah, the buzz just seems to creep up pretty steadily, which sort of... Um, I peaked earlier this year at Reading, um, and then uh, yeah, it's, it's just been great. The buzz, the buzz just seems to be picking up. We've having a bit of snowball effect, really. <laughs> well, I, you know, as I look on on the on the SoundCloud page, obviously, you know, with, with yeah, 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 being you know t- mm. t- two years old, and then um, yeah. and then the death of a pop song, of course, being uh, being the next one in sequence, and, and then Kalishnikov. And it's it's wonderful how they all they all appear on the, on what you probably deemed it, the, the EP led by Blood in the Mouth and and uh, yeah. it, it, it's all it's all been nice and sequentially paced out so it you know release yeah. promotion I mean, tour release promotion tour mini tour yeah if you like. exactly that, that's that's typically 
the form that we adopted. I mean, the weird thing is about yeah, yeah, but it says two years. We actually didn't release that then, um, that far back. We had it written. It's yeah. a weird one. We kind of wrote it in the world. It just came together. Um, and we were all pumped about it. But it just sort of fell out of us one rehearsal. And we took it to a gig uh, and played it. And I, I hadn't even finished the words. Half the words weren't even there. I was sort of making things up on the spot. But it, it just went off. It just completely went off. And it, it's become a real staple of our live show. We not often play it last. We people just start going nuts, really. Um, but we actually kept our power drive with that one. We didn't release it first. So it's been on SoundCloud for two years. But I think we actually only released it and made it public uh, perhaps a year and a half. I can't remember. But it's not that old. It's not that old, yeah. No, I get, I get the point. Yeah. It's, it's that for everyone listening, of course, you go to soundcloud.com slash the Baskervilles and you get to listen to all this, uh, what we're referring to, of course. But, um, you know, and after hearing Blood, and then I obviously went back and revisited everything, and, and, it, and it sounds immensely fresh. Now, with, 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 with the new single that's coming out, again, what, what are we going uh, to look forward to in terms of your first foray into a full-length uh, release? Do, do, you have, do you plan that far ahead? Is it, I know it's obviously on your agenda, but uh, what's the timing? Um, so October 5th, the video is going to come out, uh, that's when that's going to be released, and then um, shortly after that we're going to be announcing some big dates uh, for later on in the year uh, that we're really excited to be on the bills for, um, and yeah. that's sort of going to just follow on sequentially from the video. We'll normally give it a week, but uh, haven't released them yet, so I'm very lucky, like but there's certainly some exciting stuff in the pipeline. Good, good. It sounds like you've got a pretty articulate agenda that, you, that you're sticking with and it's working for you. Um, when it, when it came, I couldn't get en enough information, frankly, about um, the first the first releases. But when it comes to entrusting your work to, obviously, an environment, studio environment, but more importantly, an engineer and a producer. Um, yeah. I, I know that you've used Tom Donovan, uh, but I'm not sure if you used if you've used Tom since uh, since since the first release. Yeah, no, we've used Tom Donovan on everything. To be honest with you, he's uh, he's always been with us, and um, it's a very uh, happy and fruitful partnership. To be honest with you, we love working with Tom. The guy's absolutely mad, and he's got this this enthusiasm which just gets us pumped. I mean, we're around each other, us us four, we're around each other constantly. But when we get in a room with him, he just adds this energy uh, of someone fresh, a fresh perspective. He's always excited about what we're doing. He always gets exactly what we're doing. And um, recording with him is it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, the guy, he gets it. Brilliant. Well, that's all you can. That's all you can aspire to is, is that the uh, the elusive extra member of the band, i.e., the producer, gets what you're doing. Yeah. And and, it, and uh, yeah, no, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Uh, every artist I talk to, I either have been lucky enough to, to to attain that holy grail or, or manage to align, you know, a series of people that, that get it. But it's uh, it's a very important integral component that sometimes people make concessions and just get it produced or engineered. But uh, that extra synergy. Oh, yeah. That extra yeah, synergy I think, means. I think having, yeah, right. I think having this guy there just to go, you know, and he, he just to go, he, he will get excited impartially about it. perhaps a certain thing that you're doing in the track or a direction you're heading, and you know it's not just because uh, he's not in the band, he's got no other interests, you know. So with us, I might like something just because it's a good lyric or a vocal line I enjoy singing, or the guitarist might enjoy. Uh, he might enjoy a certain guitar line, but with Tom, it's impartial. You know, if he yeah. tells you that it's it's fucking great, then you know it's going to be. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good to be able to to to, to place your bets, knowing you're going to win the race. Now, now, when it when it yeah. came to um, when it came to the Monarch in, in Camden, um, can you tell us a little bit about that? 
the awards. Uh, I'm saying uh, you, you you won a, a rather good award there, uh, as presented by Mark Beaumont, which is a, you know a hot pick award, which is which I think is is, is, oh, yeah. is is a very good shot in the arm for you. It must it must have caused a bit of a buzz. Yeah, no, that was um, oh that was great. Gig. We played with some really. He put on this. I think he actually put on a show. It was quite. Uh, a eclectic mix of different acts and things like that and there was some real talent there and playing in London is always exciting and uh, he, he, he put on a great show in the Buzzland it was, it was phenomenal to be honest with you we had a really good time played a really good show and we met some great bands there as well, well when, when it comes to playing live the, the four of you I mean I'm sure that you can't come up with a succinct number but how many gigs have you got under your belt thus far in your career can you estimate that <laughs> oh Jesus um, an awful lot Oh, see, that's right, yeah. I mean, it's, it's well over a couple of hundred over the year, I think. Um, but sometimes that's in different bands and things like that. It's weird, people often ask you if you get, if you get nervous when you're playing a gig. Um, and when you say you don't, they think it's, you know, it's humorous or whatever. It's really not. It's that, it's that kind of thing where you get so used to it. Yeah. It, it's like doing something. We get nervous when we're not playing gigs, and that's about it. Well, in, in, in looking at in looking at the lineup, you know James Blair, of course the, you're the vocalist. Uh, Blair, Blair's drums, Callum's uh, his accent, and Aaron's Aaron's bass, and, and your videographer. Well, forgive me for asking this; it's not ageist, but I'm just curious how, how old you are as as a, as, a, as, a, as a mean average age. I think the average age of the group is 26. Oh, that's that's fairly mature. I mean, to to be perfectly honest, I mean you're not uh, snot nosed kids, then, are you? No, no, no. I don't think we've been Oh, I'd, I'd certainly take it, especially in the context of the dross that you're up against uh, nowadays. So, a bit of maturity, oh, yeah. a bit of maturity goes a long way. Now, now, when it comes to, to, to having known each other, are you all from from the same area? Are you all Suffolk lads? Yeah, yeah, no, no, about. I mean, uh, the drummer and the guitarist are twins, and they were born in Scotland, um, but they've lived in they've lived in it. I think Derry, I can't remember, they'll hate me for not remembering where they're from, but I can't really remember. No, yeah. don't ask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest, James, you, you, don't, you don't care, that's, that's why you've not asked. No, it's not, it's not going to care, I don't want that story, you know. Um, Aaron, Aaron, he plays players in this as well. I actually knew Aaron's brother, I was in a band with Aaron's brother, and that's how I met Aaron. I think I actually met him at a gig, um, but yeah, that's how I knew him. Well, I must admit that, that I, I'm not very familiar. I'm very familiar with, uh, uh, well, I used to be especially familiar with the London scene, but, you know, Manchester, Liverpool, uh, Glasgow. Um, but, but when it comes to Suffolk, not, not traditionally a hotbed of, of, of music, and I think that's pretty fair to say. However, could you articulate to, to us who, especially uh, some of the, uh, the non, non-English listeners, you know, what's it... What's Ipswich like? I mean, as a town, it's a, it's a pretty sleepy place. But in terms of a cultural vibe, when it comes to arts, culture, and music, what's what's it like in uh, in, in your opinion right now? I think Ipswich is really on the upswing when it comes to the music scene. I think it it used to be really good, and it went through a bit of a lull. But because we're, I mean, we're only an hour outside London or so, yeah. and depending that quickly drive. Um, so you get a lot of London acts come down here and a lot, of, a lot of our acts go up to London. So London's not that far from us, but Ipswich certainly has like its own kind of vibe. I mean, we're a waterfront town, uh, there's some decent waterfront bars. Even in the centre of the town, there's some really good bars. Uh, there's the Swan, uh, Colt Bar on the waterfront, um, the Smokehouse on Norwich Road. And they're more, there's more of a, there's more of a sort of, uh, 
community feel to it. You know, you know the people work there. You go to somewhere like London, it's so big and vast. You can, it, it, it's often strangers upon strangers, but in, in smaller towns like this, there's a real sort of community vibe to it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, that's sort, of, that's sort of the biggest difference, I'd say, between sort of Ipswich and somewhere like London. Yeah, yeah, and I think the same thing applies to, to, to Norwich, and it's always been, Ipswich and Norwich, especially if you're a football fan, have always been the, the, the two hardest places to get to yeah. with, yeah. when there's a load of traffic kicking about. It's just it's just a difficult part yeah. of the country to get to. Um, so so obviously there's a, there's a scene, which which is which is nice to hear. Um, now when it comes to yourself, um, are you, obviously you're very immersed in, in, in what you're doing right now, but uh, do you have time? Are you inclined to take in other acts and bands? Are, are you a music fan at, at this moment in time and have enough time to actually take in acts and, and material that's current? Yeah, I mean, I do listen to, um, I, I, listen to I probably listen to more outside contemporary music, you know, yeah. bands we actually play with. I love, there's nothing better than playing a gig and you meet band and you actually enjoy their stuff. Um, um, that's kind of like a, it's kind of surreal that because you kind of know the guys and you really love the tracks, but I'm not, I'm not using a lot of contemporary music, I'm more sort of uh, into guitar-based music, but contemporary guitar-based music, I'm, I'm more into bands like Spectre, I love Spectre, um, yeah. and, and bands like that, you know, there's, there's some, but I mean, a lot of contemporary music I'm not sort of going Gotcha, no, just had to put that into context, and also, of course, when you create your own, it's... Uh, it's also an issue of time, I would expect as well. I mean, you've got you've yeah. got you've garnered a lot of very good reviews from from the likes of uh, you know Brash and uh, <laughs> a bag of chips amongst amongst others. But well, one thing, <laughs> how come for you you've been referred to as as being a crooner? A crooner? Yeah. Was that was that was that bag of chips? I can't remember. Yeah, right. but I'm saying I don't remember either. I, I don't mind. I like it. I like it. It's got, it's got a bit class to it. Well, mutton, mutton dressed, mutton dressed up as lamb, eh? That's that's okay. That's okay. No, I, just, I just thought I just uh, reading some reviews, and I thought that that one just jumped at me, thinking uh, it's a little bit out of context, but it's not totally out of yeah, context. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been called worse. I've been called worse. Oh. I was going to say, yeah, today I've been called a whole dozen things worse. I've been watching football all morning, so you can imagine. You can imagine now. Um, now, now, when it comes to your uh, your creative bent in terms of uh, songwriting, are you one of these? Uh, one of these chaps that, that uh, finds it effortless, or do you have to struggle, or, or is it nothing formulaic? Is, is it something that, 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 that differs from, 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 from song to song? Is there is there a uh, system? It's a strange one, really. I mean, the way, the way we kind of write the group um, is we do the music uh, together, and I'll typically do the lyrics, but it, it really depends. I don't, really, I don't think we struggle to... We don't struggle to write, really. I mean, it does come pretty natural. We struggle to get something... Once we've written something... Probably spend more time perfecting it or getting it to what we consider perfect yeah. and exactly how we want it. But that initial conception, it still never happens or it doesn't. I think the hardest thing is sort of uh, it's getting the time to do it, you know, sort of modern life and everything you have to do. It's, it's finding that time to actually sit in the room, get the guitars out, and and how about it, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I understand that premise. I mean, you can, you can write a song, but it sounds to me, obviously, by the the chat that we had earlier, uh, in that uh, your release schedule's been nice, slow, sequential, staggered, with, with you know, with the methodology uh, behind it, not not just for the sake of it, because you want to promote each thing and nurture things organically, uh, bit by bit. And, and, and I, to I totally get that. But um, 
Do you find sometimes the uh, the recording process? Uh, I, I, I was an audio engineer for a while, and it used to frustrate me because the more aimly retentive you are, and more precious you are, the more likely you are to end up in a padded cell. So, so at what point? Yeah. So, at what point do you do you say, look, all right, that's it, lads, we've got to let it go now. That that we're done now. Oh yeah, no, I mean that's a that's a difficult one. I mean. We, we, as I said, we're very fortunate in that we've got Tom. Tom gets it, and if the guy gets it, you get a whole lot closer, a whole lot quicker than if he doesn't. You know. Yeah. But then, sort of, sec secondly, with that, we're all very different in our opinions. I mean, earlier I sort of said, oh, I don't really like contemporary music as much. The other three do, and we differ on that as among uh, among a hundred other things. So none of us ever go in there going, we're all going to be, uh, you know, uh, this is going to be our vision individually. It's our vision as a group. So there is a lot of compromise there, and you do come away from it. I take two big points when you all get really fed up talking about it, and that's when you draw a line under it and you move on and you put it out and you head off to some gigs. Yeah, and then you then you go and promote it, and then uh, and then you're, you're you're back in the groove again like Groundhog Day, <laughs> finessing yeah, another really. finessing another one. Now, so, so do you have do you have many songs that? Sort of done and dusted, written that that, that that are in the pipeline for you. I mean, do i.e., do you have a backlog? Yeah, we do, we do, but we I think we're quite particular about if you were to come to one of our live shows, you, there's a lot more material there than what's currently released. But we're quite we're quite particular about what we what we want to put out because for us, we don't have any financial backing. Everything that we've done, we've done ourselves. You know, you know we are our own efforts and our own money. So when, when we decide to release a song, it's a serious commitment for us. We don't do anything flippant. Yeah. We choose to release that song, the money that goes into recording, goes into video, goes into promotion, all of that, that's from our own pockets, you know. And so we do have more songs in the pipeline, but there's a very deliberate, the, 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 the process in which we release them it's both beneficial for our progression, but it's also kind of product and necessity. We don't have a big label backing us, we the money behind us. Yeah. If we did, we'd probably have a lot more songs out. But for now, I think the way we're doing it is working for us, and we'd rather focus on one thing at a time. No, I think that's very sage of you, and uh, the quality versus quantity as well. Um, is, is, yeah. is, is it uh, too... Uh, is it too personal thing to ask what you what uh, the four of you do for, 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 for day jobs? What? <laughs> the four of us do for day jobs? I work for a construction company myself. Um, our drummer is a journalist who writes uh, about sports, I think. I think. Um, <laughs> plus, I think plus what you, you, I'm surprised even though that considering you don't care where he comes from. So, you know, yeah, fair no, enough. I, I think his name's Blair. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, he, you know. He's a sports journalist. He bores me with his stories about football teams all the time, so I'm assuming that's it. Yeah. Um, Callum, the, the resident um, curmudgeon, yeah, yeah, so I can already picture it. And then Aaron conveniently makes videos for BT, and that's, you know, he, he sort of uses that to make videos for us as well, the expertise he's Fantastic. Saying, he uses to make our videos. Well, that's a diverse array of talent in itself without even entering the musical vein. That's that's all over the shop, that is. Well, I, I can say from experience, beyond music, we have nothing in common. Well, that's often the case. I mean, music is, yeah. is usually what brings a lot of us together, and beyond that, it's... There's nothing else that resonates, but it's such a powerful bond that it, I think it, it, it supersedes anything else. Yeah. And thank God it does, otherwise there'd be nothing getting done because everybody would be fighting yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
speaking of, of of live gigs, which we did before, what's what's the next thing you've got lined up, or is that still part of the it's mum scenario? Yeah, I'm afraid it's mum. I'd, I'd love I'd love to, but uh, I think guys kill me if I. Uh, no, kill no, 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 no. I don't want to run the risk of you getting maimed or injured in any way. I'm just trying to just trying to get a handle on uh, you know when we can see you live no, again. A couple of more que- couple more questions for you. One's just purely curious because I'm not sure if you listen to the show, but I hope that you do after having uh, been on it this time. Every uh, every uh, every show I um, I play a cover version, and I'm not obsessed with cover versions, but uh, I think they they hold a, they hold a fairly unique place uh, in the world of music. And as much as every week I play a song by the Fall, I'll play a feature LP, I'll play a Peel session track. I think covers are important. Uh, is is there a cover version out there that, that that you would like to? If someone said, "Look, here's you know here's ten grand. You have to record a cover version." Um, what what would you choose, or, or have you never sort of broached that yet? I think if there was one song we could cover to really exemplify what we were about, it would have to be Madonna, Material Girl. Wow. Well, hopefully, hopefully that comes to fruition one day because I'm I'm trying to extrapolate that into your style and I'm, I'm having difficulty. <laughs> Having a bit of difficulty. That's kind of, what, that's kind of what appeals to me most about it. Yeah. I think it would be a real, uh, you know, a real surprise one. Well, once you get more and more popular, as I'm sure you will, I'm, I'm going to hold you to that in some way, shape, or form. So remember, yeah. remember that time that you said and you wanted to do a bit of Madonna. And um, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I get that. And, and uh, here's a question I ask everybody on, on a parting note, and I, and I know that you you, you want to play the game here. Actually, there's two more questions. This is, this is the second last one, but I, I asked this yeah, to, I asked this to everybody. Uh, conceivably around my place after having done a you know successful gig out or here or a tour on the east coast uh, you've got a coffee or hot beverage of choice in your hand and I come out the pantry with the magic biscuit tin and I say James you can choose any biscuit on God's green earth past, present, future anything you can think of what would you choose that's Bicky related? Any biscuit? It's, it's got to be in the biscuit family When you said magic some of the biscuits have drunk no, oh, no. If you want to, if you want to have THC infused biscuits, that's entirely up to you. But no, it's a magic biscuit no, no, no. In, in that you can choose like a genie, and, and your choice will will result popping out from this biscuit tin. I think I'll choose the discount. I, I love them. Okay. Now there are two kinds. Are you talking about the plain one or the chalky? The chocolate one, of course. Yeah. Well, well, well I'm going to say you're not philistine. You know, but, but, I, but, I, but, I, but I had to check. I had to check, and I've got this really intricate infographic. I'll, I'll, I'll plop it your way, so everyone I interview, I, I put them adjacent to their biscuit of choice, and it's just a bit of fun. Um, and I was going to ask you one last question because I know I'm not allowed to play that certain song till October the fifth. So, yeah, certainly not. <laughs> and the last thing I want to do is piss off a Baskerville. So I was going to ask you, uh, why, don't, why don't you, if you don't mind, choose the three songs you'd like me to play to surround the interview? Choose, choose three songs. Yeah, your yeah your songs, not anyone else's, of course. No, no, that's 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 not happening, James. That is not happening. Okay, I'll see blood in my mouth, collagen coffee, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Well, with all due respect, it had to, it had to be at least two of those three, but uh, I, I wanted to, I wanted I wanted you to pick them anyway. At least have a part of it. But but in the meantime, I, I'm I'm really chuffed with your. Um, with, with your progress, steady, sure, progressive, uh, and, uh, and and sort of systematic. I, I wish you all the best, and I hope that we keep in touch, and uh, maybe in a, in a year or so's time we can map the progress, have another chat, and talk about uh, what else you've got under your belt between now and then. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks a lot for having me. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Look after yourself. I'll be in touch soon with all the, all the coordinates. You too, mate. Take care. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.
James Betts and Ipswich's The Baskervilles. You're in the loop now, good and proper, soundcloud.com slash The Baskervilles. Let's hear a, a single from two years ago entitled Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. <laughs>
Hot Bananas. That's the Baskervilles with uh, the third of three songs that I'm going to play for you. That's Yeah, 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 a single from two years ago. And so ends the 99th episode of Near Perfect Pitch. I'll be back next week with uh, the centenary. And I'm hoping, hoping to have something uh, big and uh, bragworthy uh, next week for you. Um, in the meantime, uh, please do recommend the programme to anybody and everybody who you believe uh, either A, has great musical taste or needs to acquire some. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, and do do spread the word also in this capacity. Um, I've been added to Spotify. So if you choose to listen to Spotify instead of other podcast providers, you can. You can listen to every single episode of Near Perfect Pitch on Spotify. Just look up Near Perfect Pitch. You'll find me and Bob's your uncle. And if he's not your uncle, well, you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? So right then, as a reminder, episode 99 was brought to you by James Betts, the Baskervilles, and the Chucky Viscount. Back next week, all the best. Have a good one. ta up.